0: I think I just woke everyone up. (laughs) Good Good morning. The Subcommittee on Indian and Insular Affairs will come to order. Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare recess of the subcommittee at any time. The subcommittee is meeting today to hear testimony on H.R. 1246 and H.R. 1532. Under Committee Rule 4F, any oral opening statements at hearings are limited to the chairman and the ranking minority member. I therefore ask unanimous consent that all other members' opening statements be made part of the hearing record if they are submitted in accordance with Committee Rule three O. without objection, so ordered. I will now recognize myself for an opening statement. Today, we are meeting to consider two bills I've introduced to ensure all tribes have access to economic tools, H.R. 1246 to authorize leases of up to 99 years for land held in trust for federally recognized Indian tribes, and H.R. 1532 to authorize any Indian tribe to lease, sell, convey, warrant, or otherwise transfer real property to which that Indian tribe holds fee title without the consent of the federal government and for other purposes. I want to thank Ranking Member Ledger Fernandez, Mr. Grijalva, Mr. Lamalfa, Ms. Gonzalez-Colon, and Mr. Sablin for their support of H.R. 1246. And I look forward to working with you all and other members of of, other members of the committee on both of these bills. The first bill on the agenda, H.R. 1246, would amend the Long-Term Leasing Act to authorize any federally recognized Indian tribe to lease land held in trust for their benefit for terms up to 99 years, subject to approval of the Secretary of Interior. For many Indian tribes and Alaska natives, real property holdings are the basis for social, cultural, and religious life, and often their single most important economic resource. In 1834, with the enactment of the Indian Non-Intercourse Act, Land transactions with Indians were prohibited unless authorized by Congress. Over time, these restrictions came to apply primarily to lands held in trust by the United States for the benefit of individual Indians or Indian tribes and to lands with a title that was subject to a restriction against alienation. In 1955, Congress passed the Long-Term Leasing Act, which generally authorizes any Indian land held in trust, or land subject to a restriction against alienation to be leased by the Indian owner, subject to the approval of the Secretary of Interior. These leases were generally only allowed for 25 years, with an option to renew for one additional term for a total lease term of up to 50 years. Unfortunately, lease authority up to 99 years is often needed for today's long-term commercial leases and for some financing contracts. And the fact is, a 50-year lease term is simply too short. H.R. 1246 will ensure that all tribes can negotiate effectively and on the same playing field as other landholders for long-term leases. This can clear the way for further economic development, especially in rural or extra-rural areas. H.R. 1246 will also end the practice of individual tribes' needing Congress to pass legislation so that the tribe can offer these long-term leases. In other words, we trust the tribes to make the right decisions for their own people. Congress has amended the Long-Term Leasing Act more than 50 times to adjust the terms and conditions of leases of Indian lands and to authorize specific Indian land or tribes to lease land for a term of up to 99 years. It's time to end this piecemeal approach of the past 67 years. By proactively extending this authority to all federally recognized tribes, economic development plans can proceed on a more expedited path. The second bill on our agenda is H.R. 1532, which would exempt lands held in fee simple by any federally recognized Indian tribe from the limitations imposed by the Indian Non-Intercourse Act. This bill would clarify that any tribe has the legal ability to lease, sell, convey, warrant, or transfer any portion of the interest in real property that the tribe owns that is not held in trust. In recent years, the Indian Non-Intercourse Act has generally not interfered with the ability of tribes to buy, sell, or lease land that it owns in fee simple. However, it has generated a great deal of litigation throughout history, which has resulted in several court decisions on the issue. The US Supreme Court in 2005 said that the Indian Non-Intercourse Act remains substantially enforced today and can bar sales of tribal land without the consent of the federal government. Some tribes have also encountered interference with economic development and job creation when title insurance companies have interpreted the Indian Non-Intercourse Act to apply to fee simple real estate owned by the tribes and would not grant title insurance. Excuse me. Congress has waived the application of the Indian Non-Intercourse Act to several tribes, when it has been needed on a case-by-case basis. Again, this piecemeal approach requires Congress to go back again and again to do something that should be clear already. Tribal governments already seek to make the best decisions for their members, for their social, cultural, and economic security. We should ensure that Indian lands, whether owned in fee, owned in restricted fee, or held in trust for the benefit of the tribes, are able to be used as tribes want to use them. I believe these two bills are a good step forward to ensure that. I am glad to see the Assistant Secretary here to testify on these bills. and would appreciate his insight on whether further technical changes to the bills are needed. I also want to thank our tribal witnesses for being here to tell your stories, and to tell us how these bills would be beneficial to all tribes and if they need to be improved. The chair now recognizes the ranking member, minority member, for his
1: statement. Thank you very, very much, Madam Chair. and Thank you for uh, uh, the hearing on these two pieces of legislation, uh, I'm, I'm a co-sponsor of 1246 and uh, Thank the Chair and, and, and the Ranking Member of, our, of this Subcommittee, uh, Ms. <coughs> uh, Representative Ledger-Fernandez, for, for their work on it. And today, I hope to hear more from the witnesses. Uh, we're discussing the other piece of legislation, H.R. 5, uh, 1532, which authorizes tribal governments to lease, sell, convey, warrant, or otherwise transfer real property to which they hold fee title without the consent of the federal government. Uh, I think both bills address existing barriers to tribal economic development and were per- previewed in, at the subcommittee's first oversight hearing earlier this month. Uh, and you know, on the research committee, if there is a an area in which uh, cooperation and uh, and compromise and moving forward, it, it, it's going to be uh, around the issues that we're addressing today uh, and, and other issues. But this is a very important one in a step. You know, addressing the paternalism of, of the federal government with regard to tribes, uh, amplifying tribal self-determination and, and amplifying the issue of, the very critical issue of sovereignty for uh, federally recognized tribes. Uh, the Chair has outlined the, both pieces of legislation, uh, and, uh, and I look forward to the witnesses and thank them very much for, for being here. And with that, let me yield back to you, Madam Chair.
0: Thank you so much. I'm now going to introduce the witnesses. The Honorable Brian Newland, Assistant Secretary of Indian Affairs, U.S. Department of Interior, Washington, D.C., the Honorable Marcellus Asiola, Chairman Seminole Tribe of Florida, Hollywood, Florida, and the Honorable John Williams, Vice Chairman, United Auburn, Rancheria, Auburn, California. Let me remind the witnesses that under committee rules, they must limit their oral statements to five minutes, but your entire statement will appear in the hearing record. To begin your testimony, please press the talk button on the microphone We use timing lights. When you begin, the light will turn green. When you have one minute left, light will turn yellow. And at the end of the five minutes, the light will turn red. And I will ask you to please complete your statement. I will also allow all witnesses on the panel to testify before member questioning. The chair now recognizes Assistant Secretary Brian Newland for five minutes.